Thank you for listening to Scandinavian Crimes Podcast. Be sure to check out the episode links and be part of our other social media platforms where you can leave a topic suggestion or even share some of your insights regarding the subject matter of the episode. We will always do our best to provide a well-researched episode, but sometimes due to limited access to information and translation issues, some information can be lost. It is therefore good to do your own research and get a deeper understanding of a case of your own interest. So with that all said, let us start today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Scandinavian Crimes. My name is Devante and say hello to my lovely co-host Delilah. Hi. And on this podcast, we will cover famous Scandinavian criminals who made their mark throughout Scandinavian history. So today we are going to be covering a very controversial figure who's been the center of international attention for over a decade. Some consider him a hero, a champion of free speech and transparency, while others see him as a criminal and a threat to national security and a danger to diplomatic relations. Today, we're going to discuss the allegations against Julian Assange and his role in the world of cybersecurity. This episode will be formatted just a little bit differently for two reasons. One, this case is technically still ongoing. And two, this case involves United States and their whole national security. So be mindful of this because this discussion at the end of it will be pretty juicy. So the story itself is not super long. Well, in terms of how it's written, but the information that's involved in this will be something that I'm pretty sure a lot of you would love to know and basically you love to discuss. So instead of it being formatted like a story, this is more like a condensation of information regarding something that is currently ongoing. So just sit back, grab your snacks, listen tightly as we discuss the journalist Julian Assange. Julian Assange is an Australian computer programmer and journalist who founded the organization WikiLeaks. He gained notoriety in 2010 when his organization released a series of classified documents related to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, as well as confidential diplomatic cables. In 2012, he sought asylum in the embassy of Ecuador in London to avoid extradition to Sweden, where he was wanted for questioning over sexual assault allegations. The allegations were made by two women in Sweden who claimed that Assange had sexually assaulted them during their visit in the country in 2010. Assange denied the allegations and said they were politically motivated. Assange stayed at the embassy for seven years until 2019 when the Ecuadorian government withdrew his asylum status and allowed British police to arrest him. In 2017, Sweden dropped the investigation into the sexual assault allegations against Assange, citing that it was they was unable to proceed due to Assange's asylum at the embassy. However, after Assange's arrest, Sweden reopened the investigation in May 2019. The investigation was later dropped again in November 2019, with the prosecutor citing that the evidence was not strong enough to charge Assange. Since then, Assange has been fighting extradition to the United States, where he faces multiple charges related to the publication of classified documents. The United States argued that Assange's publication of classified documents endangered national security and put lives at risk. They say that he is not a journalist, but a hacker, and he conspired with former Army intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning to obtain the classified information. Assange's defense team, on the other hand, argues that he is just a journalist who is exercising his right to free speech and that the charges against him were politically motivated. Some cybersecurity experts believe that Assange's actions raise some 
important ethical questions about the role of journalism in the digital age. While some agree that transparency is crucial to a functioning democracy, they also believe that there are limits to what should be made public. The release of classified information can have serious consequences, including endangering the lives of individuals and compromising national security. At the same time, they think the charges against Assange are problematic because they could set a precedent for prosecuting journalists who publish classified information. Julian Assange is facing multiple charges in the United States related to the publication of classified documents on WikiLeaks. The charges include conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. This charge is related to allegations that Assange conspired with Chelsea Manning, a former Army intelligence analyst, to hack into a government computer system to attain classified documents. Unauthorized disclosure of national defense information, so this charge is related to the publication of those classified documents on WikiLeaks that contain sensitive national defense information, as well as conspiracy to obtain and disclose national defense information. This charge is related to the allegations of Assange conspiring with Manning to obtain and publish classified information. And the final, theft of government property. This charge is related to allegations that Assange aided and abetted Manning in stealing government property, naming classified information that was later published on WikiLeaks. There are several theories regarding Julian Assange and his actions, particularly in relation to publications of classified documents on WikiLeaks. Here are some of the theories that are floating around regarding his case. Assange is a champion of transparency and free speech. Some believe that Assange's actions were motivated by the desire to expose the government and corporate wrongdoing to promote transparency and free speech. Assange is a threat to national security. Others argue that Assange's action put the lives in risk and endangered national security by publishing classified information. Another theory is that Assange is a political actor. Some suggest that Assange is a political actor who uses the publication of classified information to influence political outcomes and advance his own agenda. Another would include Assange's being targeted for his journalism. Assange's supporters argue that he is unfairly targeted for his journalism and the charges against him are an attack on press freedom and the right to free speech. And then finally, this is one of the theories I think that are relatively not as popular, but just people who are on the, I guess, right side of the case feel about Assange. They feel that Assange is a hacker and a criminal. He's a hacker who conspired to obtain and publish classified information and that he should be held accountable for his actions. It's also worth noting that opinions of Assange are actually divided and his actions have been subject to much debate and controversy over the last 10 years. The rape allegations against Julian Assange triggered a lot of these events to develop the way that they did. Also, the charges were randomly and abruptly dropped without any particular reason twice. So after hearing all this information, all these theories, and the reasoning in which why he released his information in theory, it seems like the rape allegations were just a way to kind of discredit anything he had to say, at least according to some people. So my question to the audience is, do you believe Julian Assange is someone who is a pioneer, someone who is championing the ability of free speech, or is he a criminal and a danger to national security? Okay, so... Once again, I know that format was very, very, very weird. And like I said, it's not very long. The story itself is only about maybe five or six minutes. So the episode may not be long, but this is a good episode to discuss how even some crimes, even some events um, that can include anything like espionage, um, anything related to even drugs sometimes can be a side effect of government involvement in some way, shape or form. 
So this is mostly just an example. Um, it will kind of seem not super political or, you know, per, like a progressive point of view or anything like that. But this is something that's actually a fact in the United States. So one thing that many people don't know is that back in the 50s and 60s, when, you know, the Black Panther Party was prevalent and very, you know, it wasn't like powerful in terms of, you know, a party that was extremely powerful. It was a the Black Panther Party was a means in which to help the black community, especially during times when, you know, we were not treated accordingly. So one of the things that people did not find out until relatively recent history, and I say recent history because, you know, I include things like the 90s, late 90s and 2000s, was that the Black Panther Party was broken up due to the FBI, a.k.a. the government's involvement. Now, a lot of people don't know, not even just the United States government, but many governments, especially governments that are in cahoots with each other via the U.N., that can be anywhere in Europe, you know, Scandinavia, you know, that can be the United States, anywhere that we have some sort of treaty of agreement of cooperation. You know, most governments do this where if you are a threat to national security, if you release information, uh, if they feel like your party or your beliefs are getting so much attention that it could potentially actually shift the direction of how things can digress, you know, in the future. The government will actually get involved. And, you know, this is not a secret per se. This is public information. You can look this stuff up. Um, they had they had a whole movie about it, actually. What was it? The Black Klansman, I believe. No, no, not the Black Klansman. Um, it was I forgot the movie. It was the movie with Lakeith and uh, and the actor from Get Out. I believe there's a whole movie about it, how they, were, they sent in a black FBI agent to kind of break down the Black Panther Party. Um, it will come to me at some point during the rest of this conversation but the point i'm making is that it is not far-fetched to believe that the government in order to kind of discredit some of the information that he was leaking um they would stage a sexual assault case in the country where he was in sweden because you know sweden and the united states they do have you know some formal agreement when i traveled over there they barely asked me any questions um you know part of the un that whole process and it is possible that, you know, hey, he actually could be innocent of those charges. But also, I can't recognize either because I don't know what what happened in, t in totality because, you know, I, I wasn't a part of the process in itself. But I do know it's possible. It is not nearly as far fetched as some people may think. And it's not a conspiracy theory either. I always recommend not just you guys. I recommend to my friends, my family, do your research, look into, you know, how events played out in you know your country's history. And sometimes, too, information can be skewed, which is why a lot of countries, you know, unfortunately, they like to control information to make sure that, you know, certain stories don't get told or don't get told a certain kind of way or certain information is not there. And the U.S. is not above it. You know, Europe is not above it. You know, unfortunately, it does happen. So the point I'm making is I don't know what happened. I'm not trying to make that opinion for you. But I also want you to just expand your your search, you know, just be mindful that that is a possibility. So he could just be outright a criminal. He could just be a hacker. He could have just been this political actor. But also take into account, he could have been someone who was really you know, trying to expose something that was important and the government got involved because they just didn't want people to know. So that's all I'm saying. But anyways, 
that is what I at least, you know, the the the, the direction of the conversation. That's where I kind of wanted to go just to keep an open mind. But Delilah, please tell me, what do you think is going on with this case in particular? Because it's very interesting. It's a very interesting case for sure. Um, and I think uh, it's definitely worth at least a discussion. So let me know what you think uh, about it. And, you know, your opinions regarding Julian Assange and this whole government espionage, government conspiracy and all that stuff. Let me know what you think. So this case is not only focusing on the rape allegation, but the other things mentioned as well. But I do want to mention about the rape allegation that them dropping it and wanting to do it again and then drop it again and stuff like that. It doesn't seem as, as a big surprise to me. Uh, in Sweden, when it comes to rape and rape trials in general, they were not really taken that seriously or they would, they were usually dropped because of lack of evidence. So in this case, it seemed like the first time they dropped it was because he was in a, another country. It was hard to get him. The other part was because there was no evidence to tie him for the charges. So to me, it, it could have been that he actually did something to them and there were no evidence so that that's that but it could have also been that it was of political reasons because that have happened before um but you know to me it doesn't like I, i wouldn't be able to tell if he did it or not based on this information if they would have done a proper trial and everything and they would have charged him or like for jail time for 10 years that's never that, that for lack of evidence that never happens like ever cuz like in Sweden you barely get any even even if you hurt the victim you still get a very small time in court uh, in jail uh for for that so and that's what Sweden is most famous for even for like today that um rape victims or victims of sexual abuse have really little justice uh and i so i can't really tell if he did it or not based on the information that we got but he, it could be political you know as well but you know it's hard for me to tell but when it came to the other arguments represented uh, presented here um i actually agree with both sides or all the sides um I do see that there could be a potential risk for journalists and him and also other people involved. Um but I do think free speech is important. I think that people need to know the truth so that we can learn and we can evolve as humans. Um and on my personal note like for me I don't trust governments. Uh I think they like hide a lot of things and uh for some reasons uh but it could be as they probably say it's because of safety issues and such but you know we we know that the government is hiding a lot of things and i don't think that's fair i don't think it's okay cuz it always gets out years later that oh we did this and this was probably wrong sorry um and uh i i don't think it's so like i think it's better to be truthful open and free speech i think it's also legit and okay um so i do agree with all the arguments presented i think uh i i can agree with both sides 
uh, honestly. Uh, yeah, in general, this is a pretty short, uh, short story, short case. Not really too much going on with it. Um, but the only small thing I will add is I know why governments don't say everything because, you know, according to the public masses in which they are governed over, I know sometimes some information can cause mass hysteria and as humans, sometimes we can lash out out of fear, perfectly normal reaction. So I know some things are important to not really get released to public, but other things uh, are definitely more negotiable. But besides that, that's pretty much my thoughts on it. I'm not going to try and drag this out any longer because, like I said, it's a really short case. It's pretty straightforward. And yeah, it's, it's not really anything complex or a plot twist or an M. Night Shyamalan kind of situation. It's really straightforward. <laughs> so just let us know what you think. And, uh, you know, by reaching out to us, whether it be social media, whether it be Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. And also, don't forget that we do have a Twitch. It will be in the link tree. You can go follow us on there as well. So that way, if you want to, you know, catch up with us when we decide to start doing live not necessarily live podcast but you know basically doing like an scandinavian crimes after show kind of situation then you can catch up with us and uh, kind of talk with us in person well not in person but in a live setting where we can respond to you directly while we look at case files interviews and all that stuff all that jazz so go follow us on all the platforms and uh Hopefully we'll see you over there. And uh, I don't know. How should we end it today? What what food are we going to end it with today? Mm, churros. It's not food, though. Well, well, I mean, it is food. It's edible, right? You eat it and digest <laughs> True. it. I'll say my food was something I had the other day, which I was craving. And my dad just blessed me was some oxtails with some rice and pea. <gasps> Oh really? And That's so good. It was it was phenomenal. I haven't had it in a long I haven't had it in a long time, but it was delicious. It was oh my gosh! It was just God sent. But. That's what I want to end it with. Fair. So just good old oxtails, rice and pea. And then I know if you're in the Scandinavian area, I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all don't really know what oxtails and rice and pea are. But you know, trust me, if you ever come to the states. Uh, go to a nice little Jamaican do, restaurant. But like we don't really eat it as often here. Yeah, go to a nice little Jamaican restaurant. Or if you have some in the area, trust me, it's fire. And uh, you will not regret it. I know a lot of African uh, restaurants as well sell it. So African restaurants, Jamaican restaurants, fire food. So uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Go follow us on all the links, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, TikTok, all that. And uh, we will catch you next week. Peace out. Bye.